I'm Shannon. And I'm Lisa. And you're listening to Black Tivities. A celebration of all things Black. Black culture, Black history, Black perspectives, and Black panache. Celebrating our Blackness doesn't mean exclusion. Everybody's invited, but you gotta come in and have a seat. So let, let the Black Tivities begin. Heidi Ho, my lovely supportive neighbors, welcome back to Black Activities. I am your host, Mona Lisa, here with the phenomenal Shannon the Great. Hey, hey. <laughs> We're both here to remind you of your greatness, your strength, and how the panache in your hustle sends us to the moon. This one goes out to all of the minority business owners. I see you, baby. But before you start thinking we crushing on you, I need to share an experience I recently had with you. Okay, Shannon, hear me out. Hear me out. So my daughter, my middle daughter, she used the Style Seat app to set an appointment to get her hair braided. She let me know that her appointment was on a Sunday that following week. I was like, okay, fine, cool. The day comes, we get up. We leave early and keep in mind, she did receive the confirmation email saying it was accepted. We drive 30 minutes to this stylist apartment. We call, we knock on the door, then we text and we're like, okay, we're sitting out here. We don't know what to do. And then finally, 15 minutes later, she's like, hey, my bad. Y'all come on. So we go on inside and her place was kind of messy. She did apologize to us, you know, to let her know, like, hey, and then she let us know she had like a family emergency the day before. I offered to reschedule because I was like, okay, maybe, you know, things is kind of, you know, maybe she had a family emergency. It's kind of messy in here, you know, whatever. But she was like, oh, no, it's good. It's good. She could, I could still do it. I could still do it. So I was like, okay. And then she looked at us. She, she was like, well, what kind of hair you got? You know, pulling out the hair. She said, okay, good. Well, let me go take a shower first. And I was like, oh, wait, wait, what? So I was like, okay. So she, the dog, she had a dog in a little living room area. The dog was like barking a little bit and she told him to be quiet. So I was like, okay. So we just sitting in this living room type area. There wasn't a TV in there, but again, this could be like a sitting room, you know, you know, so you know how black folks, they had that sitting room, you know, did your granny have that sitting room? Yeah. It didn't have a TV in there. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe this is the atmosphere she wants to give off. Right. But then it's like we got the smell of something and possibly the dog, you know, kind of did something in the kennel. I know. So I'm sitting there looking at my daughter. She looking at me. I'm looking at her. She looking at me. And I made the decision that, you know what, we're going to leave. So without saying anything to the person, the, the stylist who was upstairs in the shower, we walked out and we left. This here was major support black business fail. Okay. So I just want to give a shout out to the business owners. I know it's hard sometimes, but Hey, we're trying to support you guys. We really are. Black businesses are needed. We know this. You guys are very important to us. Um, but you know, we, we got, we got to kind of get it together. Like your hustle, the things that y'all have, it come from a long line of hustle. Okay. So it's not just y'all, it's, it's embedded in us. Our, we have a history of this. So with that being said, let's go to the 
Sacks. Facts. Yes, ma'am. And we are saying S-A-C, as in my initials, <laughs> not sex facts. Sacks. Yes. Facts. Yes. Tell, tell them why. Tell them why, though. Tell them why we're breaking that down. Because people think that we're saying sex facts and we're not saying sex facts. We're not. Yeah, we can't hear it because I guess we just got that Southern draw. Right. But we just want to make that clear. S-A-C. That's my initials. <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's get it. Okay. Believe it or not, there were actually some black businesses during the antebellum years, such as tobacconist, shoemakers, sale makers, barbers, merchants, and dressmakers. Jim Crow came along and actually forced more black businesses because we were excluded from most white establishments, so we had to create our own. These businesses could be found in green books, which were travel guides for black people traveling around the South who were trying to be safe. A guy that we are probably familiar with Booker T. Washington, he encouraged Blacks to stay in the South and to start their own agriculture and retail businesses because he said that we should empower ourselves and start to recycle Black dollars within our community. So he founded the National Negro Business League in 1900, which was kind of like the Chamber of Commerce for Black business. A group of white people called the Niagara Movement actually founded the NAACP. I bet you didn't know that. Mm. And made W.E.B. Du Bois the face of the organization. They encouraged the government to get involved and help black people prosper, which was contrary to what Washington was preaching. And so the two of them kind of debated over their approaches. But once the government got involved... They kind of canceled Booker T's movement and the government focused on social programs. So things like the GI Bill came into place and then the civil rights movement happened. But there was less of a focus on black folks owning stuff. I see what y'all was trying to do. Mm. In the Mm. early 20th century, places like Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where black communities, where our dollars stayed in the community and continued to circulate. Black Wall Street was the wealthiest black community in the nation. But time and time again, black businesses were the target of vandalism and destruction by racist people who couldn't stand to see us have something for ourselves. And black businesses actually started to decline in the 1940s. Black entrepreneurship made a comeback in the 80s and 90s. The National Black Chamber of Commerce was formed in May of 93, and Black-owned businesses were doing $33 billion in sales annually. Today, it's around $88 billion, and our coins are almost $1 trillion when it comes to our buying power. As the great philosophers of our time, Wu-Tang Clan said, Cash rules everything around me cream get the money dollar dollar bill y'all and that's 
Facts, facts. for the sax facts that is very very important information like very important information i feel like we should all know this it is not taught to us this history is not taught to us so thank you for sharing that with the businesses again i mean this hustle is embedded in our dna so it's important that we are on our p's and q's when it comes to being a, a successful black business owner So with that being said, let's double back to that situation I was in with my daughter. Shannon, what would you have done if that was you? I think I would have done what you did. She was trifling. Oh, like seriously, you going to go take a shower? Right. Okay. So the appointment was on a Sunday. So maybe she got really, 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 really litty. This is what I was thinking. Maybe she got really, really, really litty that Saturday night, fell asleep, and then realized, oh, man, I got an appointment coming. Or maybe she overslept. Maybe we woke her up, and then she was like, man, I can't be down here funky. But that's on you. If you're going to be a business owner, you got to offer quality business. Like You got to know. You got to know that you have a client that you have to service. And you got to be on your P's and Q's. This is true. And then also on top of that, I have OCD certain thing when it comes to like housekeeping and stuff like that. Like everything in my house ain't clean. I admit that. But if you know somebody coming, what you going to do? Clean up. That's what we always do. That's it. Clean up. So again, we got to be on our P's and Q's, especially if I had my foot in her shoes. I would say, you know what? I'm trying to build my clientele. I'm trying to make sure everybody's comfortable. Let me just make sure that I'm on my P's and Q's and be professional. And I feel like that's something that we all as business owners, you know, need to make sure we are not just business owners, like creatives and people that have hand and other things like make sure you're professional. We have to make sure we're professional. And that's what I find a lot. Sometimes we are not professional. My experience that I've had dealing with black businesses, sometimes it's like, you know, they won't call you back. You call them trying to make appointments. They won't call you back. They don't communicate things with you. You know, just the regular things that equals professionalism in the business world, like they don't do. With you saying that, why don't we jump into the pros and cons of supporting black businesses? What do you think about that? Yeah, I think there's pros and cons about supporting black business. Like, I want to support them. I want to support my people. But like I said, like, sometimes y'all don't have your stuff together and it's not professional. I want the same kind of treatment and the same kind of business as anywhere else that I would go to. Right, right. Well, I have to say, I did reach out to a couple of Instagram peeps and I asked them what are their pros and cons when it comes to supporting black businesses. And this is what was shared with me. So here are some of the pros. 
One of them said that we get new and interesting ideas for businesses. Another guy said that we support businesses that are often underserved by banks and financial services, which is big. Mm -hmm. And um, another gentleman, he shared that when we recycle our black dollar with them, like it's amazing. But he also said that once we do that, they don't recycle it within the black community. Hmm. So that's that's his views. That's a good point. Another, let's see, let's let's jump to some cons. One we did share several times that it was not professional. That was shared a couple times. Um, and then the most important one that stood out to me that kind of you know hit close to home a little bit is this gentleman said he personally find it hard to give black businesses constructive criticism Mm. Mm, constructive criticism and I can see how true that could be most businesses I mean well just say people in general like you don't want to hear what nobody got to say this is what I got if you want buy it come buy if you don't move along but I think we should think of an be on a level to where we're like okay they want to see me do good so take that into consideration what they say. That way you can come back 10 times better than what you were before. Yeah, that's that's something I think is necessary uh, just for anybody. What are some reasons why you might not support a black business? Like, I mean, obviously, we, we already stated being professional, not being professional. Something that rubs me the wrong way is if you are a business owner, I totally understand you have that freedom to where, you know, the benefits is you, you, you're on your own time. You choose who you, you know, what you want to do. Like, I, I totally understand that you're your own person, but you still have to hold yourself on a level to where you're a business owner. So, I think it'll leave a bad taste in my mouth if so you know somebody own a business, but you continuously see them on social media arguing with people and posting fight videos and just, you know, like that, that, that would turn me off from wanting to spend money with somebody. Do you think that some black business owners kind of take advantage of the fact that they're a black business and they try to charge more or not give us the same treatment as maybe they would a white person or whatever? I, To be honest with you, I have to say when it comes to black businesses and them having having other ethnicities, you know, buying to them, I don't think they care as long as they, they their, their product is selling. But when it comes to their actual product, I don't think that they're overcharging. I think that they are possibly charging the same as what and you and I had a conversation about this before what any other large company or corporation or whatever or you know Caucasian business owner would charge like it's the same and I feel like us as supporters as family and friends we should not hit up our family members looking for that uh family member discount like, don't automatically ask for the discount. Walking in, understand that this person that you're proud of, if you're truly proud of them, you're going to pay that price because that's what it takes. How, how do you think, you know, Amazon or the other places, how do you think they got where they are? They're able to give those discounts because they're so big. 
So why not we assist, you know, our cousin Shanika, who's selling lashes, why don't we assist her on getting on that level by paying the regular price for it? And that's the thing, because the small businesses are competing with people like Amazon. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so that makes it even more difficult. But yeah, I think we do need to kind of reframe our minds because people will look at the prices and be like, oh, that's too expensive. But then they may go and spend that much on another brand that's not black owned. Right, right. I have to also say, too, another thing that is kind of hard now. I, I was listening to a podcast. I don't remember the name right off. But um, the gentleman on that said the number one thing that we need to have when we're dealing with the black business is patience. And at first I was like, yeah, I could see that. But I think more than less is we're like even now with the, the way of the world is nowadays, we don't have to have patience. Like when we want something to eat, we go get something to eat. We have somebody to bring it to us. If we want to go online and order, we go online and order it. So it's just like, it's hard. <laughs> I mean, I agree with him to a certain extent, but it's hard. Look what, look what black businesses are up against considering like the convenience and you don't have to have patience when it comes to these larger companies. Hence why they have it harder. With all of that, why do you think it's important to support our local black businesses and how do you think we could? I think the biggest thing with supporting black businesses benefit wise is that it helps our community. And if we continue to cycle our dollar through our community, it uplifts the entire community. Right. With us, yes, helping our community, but supporting black businesses can lead to this fair playing ground that the Biden administration loves referencing. It could also, again, like you said, help our communities with providing knowledge and assist with establishing generational wealth and possibly jobs if it gets bigger. I feel like we can go out of our way of supporting black business. You don't necessarily have to buy from someone every time, but go on social media, assist with promoting them. If someone posts said, hey, I'm looking for a DJ, like even if it's a cousin, like put on there, hey, oh, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Share their information if they're reliable and professional. <laughs> <laughs> Is that mean for me to say that? No. <laughs> I had to put a disclaimer on that. <laughs> you don't just be out there throwing it in. You you throw somebody, you know what I'm saying, somebody that's not professional, and they look at you sideways. Like, what you bring me? Tell me about that person for. Right. You're actually hurting black businesses to do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't don't hurt black. Let's go ahead and let's promote and review products and share. That's there's been plenty of times. I have bought from black businesses when it's like a boutique or something. And even though like I'm, I know I have seen it, you know, online on Amazon or something like that. It just, it did something to me to know that I got this from so-and-so and I look good in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Disregard my stomach. <laughs> Fupa <laughs> on love. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I look good in it. And then on top of that, I post that, I wore their outfit and then they share it. Like, look, she wore my outfit and then more people, you know what I'm saying? Like, not only is it a confidence boost for that boutique owner, but for myself too. The way you're like, you know what? I appreciate that. I'm going to go buy more stuff from you. 
And that way, anytime there's an event coming up, baby, you're the first person I'm thinking about because the support and love is there on both sides, Mm -hmm. which is very important. Piggybacking off of that, I think as a community, we don't always do that. It's like sometimes we always feel like we have to be in competition with somebody Mm -hmm. and we don't want to share our knowledge and we don't want to share our resources. And if we stop doing that, we could make a bigger Mm -hmm. impact on our community Mm -hmm. because we're sharing that wealth of knowledge and then other black businesses are popping up. You know, if we can come together as a community and support each other instead of hoarding resources and knowledge, then that would be very beneficial for our black businesses. I I totally agree. I totally agree. I want to take a moment to shout out all of the black businesses. Y'all know who y'all are. I keep up with y'all on a regular basis. But anywho, let's move along. Uh, You want to play a game? All right, so let's get this party started with our game. I have, you know, some trivial type things for you. So this first one here, we're going to jump right in. I'm going to give you a little scenario. So let's say if you are out and about with some friends in a new city and you guys want to make sure that your money is still going towards supporting our community, what will you do first? To get that information on where can you spend your money to support the buying black movement? I would probably do some Googling. I know there are some apps. I think there's like a, is there a Black Wall Street app? Ooh, look at you. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and give you that one. You got it. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, yes, there is an app called the Official Black Wall Street app. It is set up as a universal search for basically anything. You can also set up uh, notifications to get alerts. That way, when you're near a Black-owned business, you'll get, you know, a notification. That's cool. There is also another one. This is a particular favorite of mine. It's called Eat Okra. Eat Okra. Okra. Oh, I've never heard of that one. So with Eat Okra, you can go in and basically search for nearby Black-owned restaurants and eateries across the country. So I feel like these are great things to have. I found a bunch of different apps, you know, that is available for us to just download and utilize and kind of support the Buying Black movement. So, hey, um, I I look forward to the, the Eating Okra one. I can't wait. It's going to be super litty. All right. Next question. It's pretty common. We see this around all the time. Kind of secret. What successful businessman was also the founder of the Freemasonry? Black businessman? I have no idea. You ever know when you go to the buildings and you say up there Prince Hall? That's his name. I did a lot of research on him, and I have to tell you, it's very fascinating to, you know, see the role he played in when it comes to African-Americans starting from, you know, the bottom and trying to get some type of freedom. Um, He was really for education as well. All right. 
Who became the first African-American billionaire? And no, she does not carry an umbrella, meaning Rihanna. It's not Rihanna. She won the first one. That went so over my head. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh-uh, don't do that. Um, Is it old, old, or is this person still around? She's still around. Is it Oprah? Yes, ma'am, it is. That right there, thinking about when I was little, and I could hear the theme song to her talk show when it was about, let me tell you, that right there. My dream growing up was to go on the shows where she's like giving shit away. You're like, everybody's getting a horse. <laughs> and you have no idea what you're going to do with a horse. <laughs> Obviously, like us, we hustle. That makes me think of Fresh Prince, where they went on the Oprah show and Will was doing that dance. I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to get it just a little bit serious here, just a little bit. Okay. What colonial era crop had a significant shortage of workers, which demanded a large number of Africans to be imported to America? Cotton or tobacco? Yes, ma'am. Tobacco. Good old tobacco. I knew it was one of them. I don't like cigarettes. I just want to say that. Next question. What popular magazine did John H. Johnson begin in 1951? Was it Jet? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. This was a weekly. Look at you. You did good, honey. All right. This is a weekly, weekly publication that was produced. I love it because it focused on our culture, news, and entertainment for the African-American community. I always thought that the beauty of the week girls were so pretty. Yes, I used to look forward to it. They stopped printing Jet in 2014. And then also Ebony, which is just the same. I used to look forward to Ebony magazine. They stopped printing that in 2019. Mm, Everything's digital now. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can still go through and view the beauty of the week in the photo archives, as they call it. They try to be nice about it. (laughs) But yeah. All right. Next question. What did Willie Amos become famous for? Uh, Was it it some kind of food? It's sweets. Sweets. Oh, wait. Like cookies? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Famous Amos chocolate chip cookies. Now, there was a period I used to like pick the Chips Ahoy over the Famous Amos. But once I found out more about the history and who it is, I was like, you know what? I'm going to support the Famous Amos. Like, I really am. And Famous Amos cookies. Famous Amos is killing Chips Ahoy now. Yes. But let me share his hustle. Wally Amos bought a small storefront. In 1975, it had already had flour and chocolate chips in there. So he went in there, kind of revamped it a little bit, started experimenting, baking his own cookies, and just took off from there. So he bought a little small storefront that already had supplies in it already. Nice. And he made it do what it do, which I think is phenomenal. Great example of how we can take and make something out of nothing. We had to. We have no choice. Right. 
I have to tell you, based on the random trivia questions, some of them business owners, I think you did very well. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> so let's give her a round of applause here. Because <laughs> I don't be remembering nothing. <laughs> All right. So let me go ahead and move along to Mona's pieces. Let me tell you, let me tell you why I'm proud. Even though I can't sleep, even though my inventory is off, my mama keeps calling. Proud, even though my mom and dad have never seen me perform, never been at any one of my shows. Proud, even though the government said they would support me, but my ideas are rebranded and the gift, the credit given back to us. It's just as disrespectful to the smirk when we ask what's a FICO. Proud, though, with my 10 steps back as I attempt to pimp this dream. Selling my aspirations. Flipping my hustle. See, this is why I love being me. Proud to be leaving a mark on the world, showing them that I am more than just a piece of something to be proud of. This is why I tell you, this is why I am moving. This is why I communicate my happiness with me leaving something, embarking on something. This is why I am proud to be chasing something. It's worth it. Yes. Well, I guess that's it, y'all. We appreciate y'all listening. And if you're loving Black activities, please support this Black business, this Black pod, by rating and reviewing us in Apple Podcasts. You can also join us on IG. We are at Blacktivities Pod. Links are in the show notes, which includes all the historical resources that we use for our facts. Talisa, what are we talking about next episode? Next episode, we will be discussing the twang in our slang. Phrases only that maybe we understand. I can't wait for that one. We got our own thing going on with that. Mm-hmm. Y'all know. I can't wait. I like making up my own words, but we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. All right. Until then, kings and queens, keep doing big things. <laughs>